Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Doing It Right, a podcast for uncertain creatives. My name's Katerina. I am a writer and developmental editor, and you can find me over at katerinawrites.com. Um, so for today's episode, I kind of wanted to do something uh, a little bit different, and that's talk a bit more specifically about what I do, <laughs> um, whereas the last few episodes were more about general creative lifestyle um, issues or um, topics that uh, someone might be struggling with if they are in a creative lifestyle. For today, I want to talk a little bit about um, my creative journey, where it's led me, where I'm hoping to go with it, and why I think it's important to be okay with pivoting in your journey and being okay with changing, even if it might not be necessarily what you expected to be doing, you know, a year previously. Um, yeah, so I am first and foremost a writer. That's what I consider myself to be. Um, I enjoy creative writing. That's why I'm always writing uh, creative nonfiction on my blog, but I also do creative fiction writing. Um, and with that, I've, I've written a book, uh, a collection of flash fiction that's going to be available for order on Amazon November 1st. It's called Ripe Tangerines. Um, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a writer first and foremost. That's what I love to do. I've been doing it, I don't know, since I was a kid. Uh, it's what gives me the most joy. However, when you finish university, as I did, as with a degree in uh, English literature and classical civilizations, it's kind of hard to get into a career that has to do with writing uh, unless you're just really focused on becoming an author who would get published with publishing houses. Um, but many of us, myself included, needed to pay off their student loan debt. <laughs> so I took the, I guess, more traditional route of going into an office job, uh, which, which was great. I mean, I did pay off all my loans and it was a great way to kind of get into the, the business field and into the workforce, as uh, I think a lot of new grads struggle with. Um, however, very early on, I realized that that wasn't the right path for me and while it was it was good for a, for that period of time in my life it wasn't what I ultimately wanted to do um, and I knew that from the very beginning you know you're spending eight hours a day in an office doing work that's not necessarily aligned with your passion you pick up on that it's not it's not going to be right for you for, for the rest of your life you know um, so in that time I was still doing um, creative writing on the side just for myself I actually did I worked with a few kind of small magazines to publish a few things. And um, I always tried to maintain my creative writing on the side, no matter what, even though the schedule, a, the schedule of working full-time job was tricky. Um, and also for the early years of that job, I was also still working my part-time job in the evening. So I didn't have as much time to kind of give to my creative work. Um, however, I stayed for three years at, that office job until they decided to move locations which would have been in a completely different city than the one I'm in and I think that was kind of my sign that the universe was giving me to tell me like okay this is your opportunity to kind of to get out without feeling like you have to make the decision of leaving a, a high-paying job um is is like that nudge I needed to kind of do to, to get out of a situation that wasn't making me very that was making me feel very uncomfortable um, and so I left that job and tried to really pursue my my writing. And of course, like pursuing creative writing is very difficult. So in that time, I then 
decided to focus more on writing as a business in terms of um, copywriting for other businesses. And I landed a gig with a software company doing their, um, their blog content creation, which was great because it was a remote position. It allowed me to work from anywhere and uh, the hours were mine to make. I just had to produce a certain amount of articles a week and then have like a meeting with the team and work with SEO and, and do like my own research on the side. But yeah, it was very convenient and it was a great way for me to really understand what it meant to work in the writing field. Um, and that's when I was introduced to copy and content writing for other businesses. Um, so that felt a lot like a saving grace for me to be like, okay, there, there is money in writing. So I'm not completely, I'm not going to be a starving artist my whole life. Um, so I kind of, I wanted to really focus on doing that for a while. And I worked with that, that, um, tech company, I think if this was a freelance position, but I worked with them, I think from 2017 to 2019. Yeah. So I worked about two years ish. And, um, in that time I also did other freelance work here and there. Um, but they were like my main one. Um, but after that I, I left, um, to pursue other avenues and, um, I then decided to kind of really try and build my creative, uh, my content writing business as a business. So I started reaching out to other um, small businesses in my city, which is Toronto, um, uh, more aligned with what I wanted and what I enjoyed, which was like fitness, um, wellness, health, all that stuff. And it was really working out at first and it was good. I was getting a lot of uh, people that were interested in the services I could provide because a lot of people, especially small businesses, when they're running their business and they're doing, you know, say it's like a beauty company and they're doing their services for clients who want, you know, their makeup done or eyelash extensions or whatever, they don't have the time to sit and do the content marketing that is necessary to get more clients. So I was getting a lot of hits with the smaller companies that wanted me to produce content for them regularly. Um, and it was great because I was kind of on, I, I was standing on my own two feet when it came to my content creation and I was finding my own clients versus working with this one company predominantly like I was before. So it gave me a lot of encouragement to say, okay, like I can do this. However, um, after a few months of doing content and copywriting for clients, um, of small businesses, I soon realized that it wasn't something I like that it wasn't something that was as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be because I just kind of assumed initially that, okay, it's, it's in the writing field and I love to write. So no matter what I'm writing, I'll enjoy it. Right. Um, but that wasn't the case. I learned quickly, um, that the reason I was so focused on copying content writing is because in my head, and this is part of like the self-limiting beliefs that a lot of people have, especially in the creative field. In my head, I thought it was more valid to be writing for businesses than to say that I was a creative writer for myself or, you know, in whatever projects I wanted to be in. Um, so in my head, it was almost, it was almost like my ego trying to say, okay, this is the kind of writing you should be doing. This is the kind of writing that other people are going to accept and, and feel comfortable with when you tell them what you do. And while some people love copying content writing for other businesses and they do really well with it and that's great, like that's amazing, it just wasn't right for me. And yet I felt like I was kind of forcing myself to be in it because I thought it was more valid and more, um, just more professional to say that. And um, 
the end of last year, my decision to be in the content writing field for other businesses took a turn. And I decided, you know what, like, I'm, I've done this. And I feel at the point now where I've, I've experienced it, and I've learned what I needed to learn. And now it's time for me to take my own creative endeavor seriously and really put all my effort into that. Because realistically, there are many other creative people out there that are successfully running their own businesses based on their own creative work. So it's not impossible to do that. And it's not unrealistic, especially in this day and age, you know, in the, dig- in the digital age, where you can create your own on- online profile where people can connect with you and learn as much as they can about you and just like relate to you in a way that is more comfortable and closer than you would um, other like creators in previous years right before social media was a big thing so I knew that it was possible for sure but I also understood that it would take a lot of work to be in the position to be able to profit um, comfortably off of my creative work and then, of course, COVID hit <laughs> and I was kind of like knocked off my feet because um, when I decided to take my creative work more seriously, I then uh, I at the same time decided to work a part time job in um, like a little business in my in my neighborhood that would support me and then give me the other time throughout the week to do my creative work. And that was great. It was working out great for the first two months of 2020 uh, until COVID hit. And then not only did my job at that place have to end, but also my complete motivation and inspiration was just like knocked out of me. Uh, And as I'm sure it was for many people. And I just kind of lost a sense of self during that time because it's like you expect the life and the world to function in a certain way. And then when your reality is flipped upside down like that um, and in like in what felt almost it was like a week in a week's time everything about how how we function in this society that we're in in our world and our cities was completely different in just like in just a week and so I kind of lost a lot of my motivation and my inspiration and just like my belief in myself and the drive to do anything that involved my creative work because it kind of everything kind of felt pointless almost so I was in this weird slump for like two months honestly and all I did was really just kind of dive into um, self-exploration and I did a lot of reading in that time I did a lot of like podcast listening I did a lot of just I think it was more of an insulating time where I had to I was really inside of myself and exploring my my emotions really and it led me to just consume a lot of content from other people on various platforms and I I'm happy I had that time to do that. You know, it was kind of like a a blessing in disguise. Not for obviously COVID's not a blessing in disguise, but just the the uh, the time that I had to kind of reevaluate everything was so necessary for me because I felt like for the past few years before that I was just kind of in the go 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 mode and I didn't have enough time and silence to really think about what I should do and what I needed to do for myself you know so those two months um, after COVID hit was the perfect time to really reevaluate everything in my life especially with my creative business and so in May of 2020 I kind of got this after watching a bunch of like motivational videos on YouTube and listening to all these podcasts I got the inspiration to do developmental editing 
I'm, I'm not sure how I found developmental editing, but as soon as I did find it, I realized that was the perfect service to offer to complement my creative writing. Because as a creative writer, I know what it, I know what writers look for in their, in the editing of their stories. And while grammar and spelling is important, and obviously there are editors that work specifically with that, there aren't a lot of editors that do specifically structural related edits to a story and, and look at a story from the bone, at the bones of the story and, um, and just like recognize where it could be strengthened, where characters, relationships can be strengthened, um, how dialogue can be improved. Like you don't get a lot of that for just um, writers like myself who aren't, who don't have a team backing them, you know? And I wanted to be able to offer that to people because I, I noticed that there was a big gap in that market. Um, Cause usually when you get developmental editing, it, it is with a team that a publishing house has offered to a writer that they want to sign or whatever. But there are many writers out there like myself who are deciding to self-publish and they want to make their work as good as it can be. And so they need somebody to really look at it, look at their manuscript objectively and give them the insight and the notes that can help improve the storytelling and make it captivating for the readers. And I just found like it was it was almost like um, the universe was aligning in a sense because it put my my two loves together, which was uh, writing and also just storytelling and I'm somebody, if, if you know me, you know that I love, I love movies, I love TV shows, I love books, be, particularly because of the stories they tell. And when a story is captivating, it can really, it can change your life, right? Like it, so many movies, books, TV shows did that for me, where they gave me this completely different perspective of life. And I still carry those perspectives to this day, like they're formative for me. And they changed me in a way that turned me into the person that I am. And so I wanted to help other writers do that for their for their audience and so I realized during this process of pivoting to developmental editing and then also maintaining my writing on the on the other side of it I realized how important it is to be comfortable in in having in taking a different direction and not sticking to what you think you should be doing and think that that there's only one way to go about it because there are so many there are so many alternative paths and you won't know that they're there unless you have an open mind to them. And for me, it took, you know, being shaken to the core by COVID to, to notice these alternative paths. But for some people, like, they'll never notice them because in their heads, they think that this is how their life or business has to go. And they just stick to that. Um, whereas other people are really open and very flexible. So it's, I I know it's hard to be flexible when you are trying to kind of grow a business that's very niche and specific. But at the same time, pivoting and changing direction is good. It's a good thing. And you'll know when it's necessary because you'll feel it deep down. You'll know that what you're doing currently is not working. It'll feel like a struggle to keep doing it. And that's a sign that you need to, you need to change direction. You need to pivot. And I think a lot of people associate pivoting and changing direction with failing like you you failed at your initial thing and therefore you're moving on to something new that's new and you're you're hoping to succeed at where that's not the case really like just because I stopped doing um content and copywriting for businesses doesn't mean I think I I didn't fail at it I just noticed after a certain period of time that it wasn't right for me anymore and when I was in it I was forcing myself to be in a mindset and a, and a state of mind that wasn't working anymore it just wasn't satisfying 
And so you kind of almost need these um, these paths you're on to then recognize the uh, the fork in the road in a sense of the other direction you need to go in, right? So without that initial failure, quote unquote, you'd never be able to get to your path that you that you ultimately feel more satisfied with. And so that's why I wanted to share my journey of my writing journey, my creative journey, because I think um, I think it could be helpful inspiring, motivational, whatever, to anybody else who might be struggling with changing directions in their business. Um, Changing directions is important. It's needed. Nothing can stay the same and succeed at the same level. You you will always need to pivot. And that's no more true than for creative businesses that are run by like one person. Because the digital landscape, the business landscape, everything is constantly changing. So just staying stagnant is not going to help you in the future, really. So it's just about getting comfortable with pivoting and changing direction and not being scared of what others are going to think about it, what you're going to think about yourself for doing it. Just just let yourself recognize what feels right for right now and go with that. Obviously, make sure all your ducks are in a row before you make, I guess, drastic decisions. But allow yourself to feel what feels right. You know, your intuition knows what's right for you and what's not. So don't try to supersede that with ideas of like what you should be doing or what other people expect you to do. Just follow your gut and allow yourself to change in whatever direction feels right. So hopefully this episode helped anybody else who's also on a creative journey. Um, It was a little bit... I think this episode was a little all over the place just because I was talking about my background and my own history. But again, I think it's it's an important thing to to share because there are other people, myself included, where I, I see creators online and their their life and their trajectory seems so perfect. It seems linear almost, right? Like it's just like an uphill, just like a an incline of like good stuff happening to them. And uh, most of the time, that's not what their journey is. It's uh, probably a lot of twists and turns and ups and downs. Um, but that's not, sh- you know, that's not shared all the time online. Because, you know, you don't want to share your worst moments. But I think it's important to do that to show other people that nothing's perfect, nothing goes in one direction, things are always changing. Um, and to be okay with that and to be comfortable with, with your failures, with your um, success, just everything that is in your path. Just be comfortable with it because the process should be the most enjoyable part um, because that's that's the foundation of whatever you're trying to achieve. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back again with an, another one next week and I'll talk to you then.